Ladies, gentlemen, and everybody in between, welcome one, welcome all to the latest installment of the Extra Canon Podcast. Um, my name is Mac Johnson, and in the absence of Rob Worthington, who could not make it this week, I'll be hosting episode 31. Um, I do have guests, though, thank goodness. Um, and hmm. first, before I introduce them, I want to apologize for the way I might sound during this episode, I've just got off a two to three day bout with like a massive fever and I still have a really bad chest cold. So if I'm coughing or sneezing, I just apologize in advance. Um, my first guest, the host of the Arsenal Cannon podcast um, is Daniel Finton, of course. And I must say, Daniel, though you're not ill, you are mm. similarly afflicted and um, Ah, given good word. Thank you. English yeah, exactly. English major coming through uh, because you do have some some friends outside of your room making all kinds of racket. But um, yeah, how's it going, dude? Mm, good. Um, yeah, I'm just actually hanging out for once about to hit the old TX Texas. For those of you that don't know the initials of states here, we're so lazy in this country that we call them by two letters instead of their full name. So I'm going to Texas uh, tomorrow. So I'm skipping class and skipping all this other shit. But right before I leave, yeah, my parting gift is a gang of obnoxious tree cutters um, trimming my apartment's pubic hairs. So now I'm just afflicted, as you say. So I do sincerely apologize, pimps, if you hear any... Or beep, 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 because I have no control over it. Um, if this episode, get, here, here's a, here's what we're going to do. If this episode gets 200 views, I'll kill all of them. No. Um, Please don't. I, <laughs> I wish. I wish. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, one day closer to Arsenal coming back. I'm sick and freaking tired of international ball. So Yeah. Um, as am I, it's, it's going to be a relief, although we do have to wait the whole fricking weekend because, you know, the mm. Premier League doesn't like scheduling our games when we can watch them, which is super fun. But, um, yeah, on the, the other side of the desk, the mic, the third person on the show, um, is as Daniel so likes to call him the currently bumptious bright boy, formerly lovely London local lad, or as I so like to call him Alf, um, Alfie Kearns Colshaw in the cut. How's it going, buddy? What are you saying, lads? Yeah, yeah, I'm decent. I'm decent. Um, as I always say when I come on the Extra Cannon podcast, uh, it is really nice for the for the big boy to come down and, and you know, <laughs> show himself to the little boys and show how humble he is. Mm. Um, so, yes, it's a pleasure That's... to be here. I also have... A, I sound a bit nasally at the moment because I think I'm also picking up a bit of an illness again um so yeah i'll, I'll join you with that in mac but yeah we saying mac uh not much just the intro mate but um before oh! we got him uh but you know the great thing about being a host is that you guys don't have to listen to me waffle on for absolute ages uh it's just good to be <laughs> back man i you know because of illness and 
spring break things. Do you guys have spring break in the UK? Is this is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We call it Easter Easter break. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, and yeah. we got three weeks uh, for uni starting Oof. next week. Yeah, there it is. But I will be working for most of them. So, sure enough, we're we're more politically correct here. We can't use the uh, holiday terminologies. It's kind of funny. We have winter break, spring winter? break. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I I feel like it's called Christmas break, but no, spring break. Actually, it's called Christmas break. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Spring break is always spring that's break. That's true. Though. Um, and mostly because it comes before Easter. I think if it happened during Easter, they would call it Easter break. But see, okay. we don't we don't Fine. say break really. Well, sometimes ah. we do, but it's more it's more holiday. Fair enough. Oh, you guys use Arsenal holiday to refer to everything. Holiday, we beat Brentford four right? one today. Lacazette scored a hat trick and Holding scored one. That's breaking news. Is this is this in another closed doors friendly? Yeah, against Brentford. Why is it always Brentford? Like we literally, this is a weird thing. We share a training ground with Watford. Why don't we just play Watford? It seems silly to me. I don't know. Well, maybe Brent, Brentford are probably better, so it's a tougher test. Well, those, yeah, are only, those are like already two senior players who aren't on international duty. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and I think we're going to have a conversation about one of them later, but let's launch directly into this. Uh, you know, I think a five-minute intro is is, an, is enough waffle mm. for, for one morning or afternoon or evening. It is nonsense, an interlow, so. so it's going to be a bit ridiculous. But um, speaking of ridiculous, that's a terrible transition because what I'm about to say is pretty normal. But um, <laughs> we're going to head into a talk about the player who really has become the the face of Arsenal of late, um, and it is, of course, Bukayo Saka. But, you know, he unfortunately has been was he ruled out of international duty? He picked up a knock, didn't he? Or no, COVID. No, he has COVID. COVID. He has COVID. Got the COVID. Yeah. COVID. Silly, silly boy. But yeah, um, he has silly COVID, stuff. unfortunate. But despite that, you know, it means he can't get injured during inter- the international break. It means he can continue carrying our team mm. once he gets back. Um, and, you know, people are kind of starting to really sit up and take notice of him. Um, and that, of course, means attention. And attention means suitors, and suitors means he potentially could not be our player um, if we don't lock him down to a new deal. Obviously, we signed him on, I think, a a four-year extension a year or two back. Um, But, you know, given his... It was summer summer 2020. It was Project Restart, wasn't it? Like, right before that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, In around there. Yeah. Um, So, you know, potentially could be time for a new deal given that he is pretty much our best player right now um and i think there have been some discussions of the merits you know kind of will he won't he um and daniel i think i'll shoot it to you first Mm. just in terms of i mean i assume that you think as i do and as most (coughs) arsenal fans do that the extension should happen but you know what do you give me give me some thoughts on the entire on the entire thing or should we put him on a mega contract like we have had such awful luck with in the past should we try our hand at something else i don't know i'm intrigued well i don't think mega is the right word sure but um definitely over 100 grand a week i think is the bare minimum and i think that is probably what saka and his agent are looking for i would imagine apparently the Mm. rumored uh wage is 
about 125k, or that's what they're planning yeah, to offer. Yeah, I thought and, so. Yeah, 120 to 130, something around that. Yeah, and I, I think that would be a good wage to put him on. To be honest, weird little sidebar. I didn't know that. I mean, I swear it really feels like we just gave him this new contract. I remember it like it was just a you know a few months ago, um, but his current deal expires in 2024. So yeah. The two-year rule, it's time to give him a new deal. And, yeah, I think you got to give him that that 100 grand plus because he is our most important player. Um, this, I mean, this would be awfully pessimistic. This is awfully pessimistic of me to say, but this very well could be his last contract with the team because I could totally see him Don't say that. signing this. I, I'm going to say it. Um because I could definitely, I, I just, I'm telling you, man, I don't think this guy's getting the kudos that he deserves still, you know, but it's only a matter of time. When this guy's under the Champions League floodlights, sharks are going to come sniffing. And I'm not even saying that he's going to be keen and eager to get away, but I think Arsenal might be easily corrupted. If this guy starts getting bids of over, you know, Hundred million pounds. I'm serious. I think those are the figures that are going to start getting thrown at us for Bukayo Saka. So it wouldn't surprise me. I think we're going to get this deal done. I think we've got to get this deal done. And there's my little hot take. I think this may be Saka's last contract with the club. That is that is bold, my friend. Um, Alf, I'll switch it immediately over to you. First of all, to react mm-hmm. to what Daniel just said because that is a hot take, but I also appreciate it very much. Um, and second, to discuss kind of the merits of this contract, not because it's not a good idea, but like, you know, the odds of him actually signing it. Where do you see this situation lying? So I think he's definitely going to sign a new contract. I don't think there's any chance he leaves this. Sorry. I've mm, got a, agreed. a mint a humbug in my mouth, which was a mistake. A humbug. Because it's making it difficult to speak and I probably don't sound great. Yeah, this is, he, he will Same. sign a new deal. Like he's not going anywhere for the time being. Um, and this is a deal the club should very much, unless the club is uh, like absolutely retarded. Let's be honest. Like this is a deal we're going to get done. Like this, there's there's no excuses here, really. Um, well, so his his deal in before twenty twenty new contract, before the twenty twenty contract, he was on a uh, three grand a week, which is insane. So, uh, but shout out to youth contracts, baby. Yeah, he was yeah, an academy graduate. He's got. He went up to thirty grand a week. He's currently on thirty grand a week, which is one of our lowest earners, which is mental. Uh, he got a ten-time pay increase two years ago, and he's now probably a, well. He is probably our best player, and he's on like the third lowest wage out of all the senior players in the squad, something like that. Um. Yeah. So yeah, one hundred twenty, one hundred twenty-five grand is about right. I don't think you can go. Too excessively high, uh, massively over that. I don't think you want to. You know, we've managed to stabilize our wage bill massively. Uh, the wage structure is pretty good. Everyone's like on. No one's on extortionate wages now, and no one's mm-hmm. earning massively over what they should. And it's all on a relatively uh, level playing field. But he is a player who currently is massively undervalued by his wage. If you know what I mean, like he. His wage doesn't reflect uh, his standing in the squad as one of our most important players. And I do think, they said this on Arsenal Vision, if you give him like 125, that, you know, you don't want to give him 
200 grand straight away you want there be to you want there to be room for it to increase so 100% he stays motivated um he is still 20 uh yeah 20 he has so much time in his career to get plenty more lucrative contracts like you don't want to be getting 300k uh as your first big contract so you want it to be you know a steady increase um and another thing they said on Arsenal Vision and it's the thing generally with young people you're less concerned. I think we can all say you're less concerned about money at our age than you are later. You know, when you, you know, for example, get a family or something and you need to support them. At our age, it's more about building your career. And I think, I know it's a bit different when you're when you're looking at professional footballers and their lucrative salaries, but I think it's still, you know, they're still not quite as concerned about the money yet. Like, Bukayo Saka will get offered 125k and it'll be like, holy shit that is a fuck ton of money i'm getting a week hmm. like yeah for someone his age and from where he's come from uh you know he won't be distracted by the fact that maybe some people will say he, he could be on more than that um he'll he'll see that as a as a brilliant wage to get and i think he'll be inclined to take it and we've heard all this, these things about he's very happy at the moment he's very happy where the club's going he is an arsenal boy he's come through our academy's built his career here, he's got loads of relationships with people at the club. The club's clearly moving in the right direction and I think he wants to be at the forefront of this project and the way it's moving. Um, I think there will probably, I, I, as unfortunate as it sounds, I think, Daniel, you may be right. I'm not saying he, this will be his last Arsenal contract, I don't necessarily think that, but there may come a stage in the in the process where you know there is a bit of a Fabregas moment or a Van Persie moment where sure it's Everything's on them as the star player to carry things, and they they want to be instead part of like a a cog in like a in a in a excellent machine instead of being like the main guy where there's so much pressure and responsibility every on every week on them. Sort of like Jack Grealish, he moved this summer to City. He was like the main guy at Villa. He didn't want to be that like the onus to all be on him. He wanted to be playing amongst loads of great players. And if we don't ex- or not accelerate but continue this progression, that could there could come a point where that happens, but I think for now there's absolutely no chance he doesn't sign this contract. Mm. I think he's he's absolutely more than satisfied at the club. He's he's loving it. He's thriving. He's getting in the England squad, so he's going to get ch- hopefully get Champions League football next season. Uh he'll sign it. Um and he'll be sold on, on the fact that he is the poster boy for this project at his age. And the money, I don't think the money's really even much of a talking point at this point. Yeah, I mean, and he is quite a humble kid, really. Like, that's the other thing to remember about him. Like, he is genuinely just not, he's not one of those, you know, kids that will go around asking for loads yeah. of money. He doesn't have his head up in the clouds. Um, and I think... I agree with you, Alpha, though it's interesting. You mentioned him being this kind of fabregasser of Van Persie. I almost think, not to say that time has like passed for him, but the only way that happens is if we start giving up all our assets. Because, you well, know, I think, it's like, like, I'm, th- I'm, by the I'm time thinking, Fabregas, yeah. By the time Fabregas went, we hadn't started selling any of our assets, really. He was like the trigger for that. Um, yeah, and it was because Fabregas loved being at Arsenal, just like Saka did. I think he loved right, the club; exactly. he had a genuine connection with the fans. But it came to a point where 
every season it was so uh, inherently reliant on him to be that main guy and he just wanted to play amongst brilliant players every week and he wanted to see more ambition in the in the recruitment which uh, to show more ambition that we were trying to compete for the bigger trophies and he didn't get that um i don't think that stage is Saka's near that stage yet i think it could be in a few years yeah i suppose but i'm just thinking like you know six months 12 months ago right like you have all of these players who are deadwood who aren't competitive and you have Saka kind of carrying the team as our only creative source other than maybe Tierney right and times mm. have really changed since then like this system that we're currently playing allows him a lot more freedoms and allows him to kind of dictate the game the way he wants to um because it's built around him yeah I get what you mean and I don't know I just think like if there was ever a system to play in right now for Bukayo Saka, the, the one that is simply focused on getting the best out of him every game would be the one where he would want to stay. Um, yeah, and I think anyway, at the moment, yeah. this is that that is good enough. But I'm saying in a few years, you know, if we don't quite make the progression that we want, exactly, that there could come a time where that that is very plausible that that could happen. Yeah, um, and there could come a time where I said money isn't a huge factor at this point. There could come a time where you know, four, five, six years down the line, he's looking more, you know, settling himself for the longer future. And he'll be looking at more money and money will be more of a factor. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think the, I think the biggest thing right now, uh, Mac, you touched on it. You said he's a humble kid. I'm going to emphasize the kid part of that, man. You know, Mm. I mean, I don't think at 20 years old, you know, if you're, if you're on that, if you're on a, you know, nice hundred grand a week contract and you're, you know, where you're comfortable, I don't think you're going to be overly keen on, on leaving that at that young of an age, you know, maybe when he reaches, you know, 24, 25, then maybe he would want to, if, if Arsenal haven't reached a level that's, you know, winning trophies, basically, that's because that's what it all comes down to is if we're winning trophies or not, I think, you know, if we're winning trophies, why the hell would he leave? You know, but if we're not, then why the hell wouldn't he leave? You know, so it's uh, that's kind of why I feel like that with the with the whole hot take thing, because I think we might be in a position where um, we're good, we're solid. Um, but then, you know, I mean, just look at Man City and Liverpool. Those are the best teams in the world. And I think both of them at some stage would probably be interested in bringing them in. You know, and that that does worry me a bit. But um, for the time being, let me not think about that. I get existential sometimes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I uh, let's just enjoy the guy, man. I'm just I'm just sitting here, you know, think I'm listening to your conversation, and also just kind of thinking. I remember when the kid bursted onto the scene, donning the number eighty-seven, and I was like, "Oh, this kid's fast," you know. And now he's just established himself as this remarkable talent that just seems like he's good at everything on the pitch. And it's just so nice to have a kid, a local guy come up and just be hands down our best player and our talisman. So I'm just appreciating him. And he's him going from strength to got. strength. Mm, shout yeah. out, little shout out to my Pete's last week, uh, talking about is he made, is he made or is he in the process of making the leap from being a very exciting talent to, or an elite prospect to an actually elite player already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think so, you know. I really think this international break 
may have not exactly been his time that he would have been like fully like, hey, Saka, you're a starter. But I think he probably would have got a significant amount of game time uh, this time around if, you know, if the COVID bug didn't come at the perfect time for us Arsenal fans, by the way. Um, Alfie and I were talking about that last day. Huh. Um, but um, I think it's just a matter of time till he becomes a full-blown English starter. You know, I don't think there's really any debate about that personally. But, I mean, yeah, this kid is not just looking like he's going to be good anymore. He's the real fucking deal right now. So, yeah, yeah man. I'm excited. I think we'll, I think we'll get that new deal and we can enjoy him for a couple more years for sure. Absolutely. At the very least. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a lot of certainty that all of us have. And I think that the club has. And I think that Saka has about his place in in North London. Um the same can't be said, though, for a couple of other players. So, uh, boys, we're going to play a game that I like to nice. call Sticker Twist. Um, and it's a very common game. Oh. But uh, the first of those games is basically, should we offer, you know, Sticker Twist, should we offer this player an extension? Uh, there are three players whose contracts expire this summer currently at the club. Um, there are Mohamed Elneny, Alexandra Lacazette, and Eddie Nketiah. Um, I'm going to get it out of the way and, you know, just pipe up if you disagree. I don't think we're extending Nketiah's contract and I'm happy to see him go. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But no. Yeah, oh, yeah. Perfect. He's not good enough. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I know um, Max, AFC Max and I was like saying, oh, why are you getting after Nketiah? Pepe was, you know, way worse when he came on against, uh, who the hell was that against? I have no It doesn't matter. Villa. Villa. But yeah. Um, and I was just, I, I was like, I don't give a shit. He was terrible too, you know, and I just, he's not good enough for Arsenal. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, good, fine, fair. Um, in the interest of, you know, the fact that we have very few central midfielders right now, Moel Nenny is on about 52K a week. Um, mm. And, you know, is, uh, st- I, I think currently the club's longest serving player, although it might be Rob Holding, but... Yeah, I'm just... It's El Nenny. It's El Nenny. Yeah, you know what you're going to get from Mo El Nenny. You know, it won't be spectacular. Um, and it often won't be good. Um, is it time, <laughs> do you guys think, to move on? Oh, yeah, 100%. Do not do not offer him an econ. That would be insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, just think, think we it's... We're, we're not going to. No, I agree. I don't even have, I've talked about this. I feel like, Alfie, you know, you've been here since day day one. I feel like I've been saying the same thing about El Nenny forever. I don't really understand, like, the hate that he gets because he just is what he is, you know? I feel like, um, no, but I feel like the hate is, like, like, I, I feel like that's toned down quite a bit. I think people just oh, yeah. know, he, know he's kind of meh or not, not even yeah. meh. He's, like, a bit worse than that. I think he's just, he's a decent little player to have on your books, you know, because he's never going to fuss about not playing or anything like that. His wages aren't extortionate. But with that being said, it is definitely a natural time to just move him on. I mean, you're, he's not a player that's going to generate any kind of revenue yeah. for, well, no, for he's, selling he's contracts him. Out of, out of, I mean, exactly. Uh, but even if, you know, yeah, even if fine. we did extend it, if we did extend it, He's, he's never going to generate any kind of money. So we might as well just let him go now. Let him go probably play in Turkey yeah, or something. He's 29, so. 
Yeah, he's there's quite no old. point in there's extending no his contract. contract. He's yeah. Look, yeah. I'll say it. I'm gonna be a small decision, but then the club aren't that stupid anymore. They wouldn't do something. Nah. Keyword anymore. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> emphasis on that. Um, but look, I'll say it. I think he's been for the six dollars we paid for him. I think he's been a good little signing. You know, I mean, because yeah. he came in and he's hey, look, he was five million pounds or whatever it was. He's been a yeah. five million yeah, pound signing. Right. Fair enough. He scored against Barcelona. You know, there you go. Bing bong. He's got like six. Yeah. I was about to say, he's got about six goals for the club, and five of them are utter fucking worldies. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for whatever reason. From, That's the only way he could score. All from that weird, like, inside left spot where he'll just pop up and howitzer one into the top right. Anyway, maybe um, politics should yeah. take lessons. So. How, how many games are you starting in the Prem this season? United no. away? I think that's it. Uh, oh, United yeah, did, away, did, famous, yeah, famously. Right. And that was ridiculous. Yeah. And I was fuming when I was on my eight-hour coach to Manchester. Oh, yes. That team sheet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was quite funny as well because, like, I remember, you know, a year or two ago, Arteta's first season, he starts El Nenny and Partey, and they have an absolute masterclass. And then a year on, he starts yeah, El Nenny and Partey. Yeah. Yeah. Then they have an yeah. absolute shitter. Anyway. Um but of course, the re- the real reason I ask this question is because I want to talk about Lacazette. First of all, he is on yeah. 180k a week. Uh, we've we've already slapped. Yeah, I Are think you sure. So. According he is he's on highway. According to the he's list I have, highway. I thought it was like 150. I I, I also thought it was 150, but the list I have says 180. I don't know. Well, these are all purported, aren't they? Exactly. Like, no so really knows there's no way. Put put it, it this way. way: we think he's between like you know fucking. 140 and 175 even that's a really high wage yeah. that is more than we are yeah. pe- planning He's, on paying Saka yeah. um he is 30 he has forgotten how to shoot the ball um but he is <laughs> well, not, against, hey, hey, not against Brentford True. and those door friends True. so but he is also the only striker we have at the club um so it's a sticker twist that's interesting because as much as we want to see his wages scrapped off the bill and probably don't want to see him at the club anymore, he has been really invaluable to our success in the past couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, my main question is if, you know, I would not ever recommend keeping him at the club on extortionately high wages, is there a scenario where you can see us signing a year or two extension? eventually likely letting him go for free as we would this summer anyway, but you know, doing so on slightly reduced wages. Um, and I think, I don't know who I start. Fuck it. Uh, Alf, your opinions first. See my, my prediction, uh, and I'm going to say it, Lacazette will not be an Arsenal player next season. And I'll tell you why. Um, yeah, I, I see. I think, I was. I've been so insistent on that. There's no way we should offer him any sort of new deal for a while. But in the last sort of, well, s- sort of since Aubameyang left, I've been. I've my my tune has sort of changed in that. I think I can understand a lot the the logic behind potentially offering him a one year extension because, you know, it. If we don't, we need to sign at least two strikers or players who can play as a striker. Uh, this summer yeah. because obviously Eddie will be gone at Bamiang's gone. We'll have Balogun, but is he ready to sort of walk in and play regular minutes for a team that's in playing Champions League football? Um, and, you know, to save yourself the stress of that, keep the guys, I think, very capable of, of playing the role in the squad of being a backup striker. I think 
He's been very undervalued in this period. I completely understand why people get frustrated with him with his basically lack of goal threat in this period. He, d- he did have a few games where he was getting a lot of shots, so he just wasn't taking them. Um, but yeah, he, he's not he's not really a goal scorer now. And you know, I know everyone will say that's what you want from your striker. The role he plays, it's a lot more than that. And I think he's been pretty excellent at it. In general, he's had a few off games, but in general, he's been pretty excellent at it, kind of underrated. And I think it'll be much harder to replace that than we think. Um, so I can see why they'd offer him a one-year extension. It, there, there is logic to it. Anything other than that is ridiculous. Like, he is dirty, as mm-hmm. we've said. Uh, it's a lot of money we're paying him. Um, he, he, you know, his, his goal scoring record isn't good. Uh, one year extension makes sense if you send Balogun out on loan again, then promote him the season after if he does well, or bring in someone else in the following year. The problem is he's not going to accept that, is he? Why? Why would he accept? I guess nah. you could say he might think, "Oh, season in the Champions League with Arsenal, something I haven't done. I'm, eh. you know, I'm mentoring these young players. I get to be part of that squad again. I like it here." Um, I get a season where if I do well again playing Champions League football, there may be more um, traction the summer after for me to find a better club or a better deal for myself if I do well in this one one year added on. At the same time, he might be he might have already spoken to clubs and he might be ready to settle for like a return to Leon, for example, which has been rumored. Yeah. Um, so I think it, I feel like it's very unlikely he's here next season. I don't think it's unlikely necessarily that we. Uh, don't offer him a contract. I think that's possible, but I I just can't see him taking it. The logical thing for him would be to be, uh, no, I want my final big contract so I can settle down like a lot of players at his sort of age uh, desire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think he cares. I think he does care about Arsenal and he would care about playing in the Champions League, but understandably, this is not a slight towards Lacazette because every person should be like this. He cares about himself more. You know, so he shouldn't, as crazy as yeah, it sounds. In his own interest, you could, as I like sort of outline there, you, you could make a case for him, like for it being good for him to stay. It's probably not the best. It's, it's debatable. Like he may have that what, mindset. Just, just for the Champions League or for the wages? Well, or what, what do well you mean? for being like, for being like a senior member of the dressing room, he might enjoy that uh, role. I think uh, he does. I don't uh, think he gives a play, about playing that. in a Champions League team, and as as I was saying, if he has like a decent season, as you'll get plenty of minutes, even if he's not a good striker, he may open up even better offers for himself next season that he would get this summer. He may think that. I, like I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying like this. You're probably right, but I'm saying this could be right. sort of like his thinking. Perhaps, but I think even he would understand that. As silly as it sounds, it's I think it would be more difficult to get a new club as a 31 year old than it would be as a 30 year old for whatever reason, you know, yeah, but that's just, right. now nah, you know what? That's just how it works. He should go to Italy. I think, he, I think he would like, be really well advised. To not go to Italy not only France, would he play well, sure. but for some reason, yeah, Italy or France, because they don't have as many problems weirdly with like signing old strikers on high wages, you know? And I mean, like with the, both of those leagues have ever increasing champions league bids. So like, if he were to go to like an AC Milan or an Inter, and you know, act as, I could see him at Inter. Yeah, act as like a backup or a partner. Yeah, but to are like they going to take him? I don't know, man. I don't think they. They've got Ed and Jacko. 
So, but the problem <laughs> is nine hundred. But no, it's yeah. not good. Like, but the would you rather be lose... like in that inter squad as a backup to Jeco and and uh, Lataro Martinez than be at Arsenal? Yeah. I mean, no. Well, but if one was think, willing to pay guess, like a hundred and forty yeah, grand a week true. and the other wasn't, then yeah. That's, that's why I see. I see more of a move to like back to Leon, something more like that. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to go to Leon, and I don't think he will be here next season as well. Alf, I agree. I don't think he should be here anyway because I'm just looking at this man, and I mean, I know a lot of people disagree about Calvert Lewin or whatever, but right now, let, let's just say, let's just say, right, to make things easy, let's say Lockett is on the 180 a week, right? Um, Calvert Lewin right now at Everton is on about 70. I just gave it a goog. Um, if you were to sign Calvert Lewin, realistically, he'd probably take about a hundred grand a week. I think he'd be happy with that. Um, so you can have roughly two Calvert Lewins. Obviously, they'd be on long-term contracts, or one Lacazette. You know, I think it's uh, for me. I think the the decision is an easy one, and it's just true. But you, the then fact- you have to think about transfer fees as well. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You're right. Um, but it's just, in terms of the weekly wages, which I think you're right, Alfie, we've struck more of a, a structure, struck more of a structure. That's a weird thing to say. Um, we're doing like this whole Ma- Manchester City sort of thing where it's obviously our wages aren't as high as the ones they have, but it's like there's no outlying player like at a United that's on twice what everyone else is on. You know, we've kind of got this nice thing going. Yeah, it's pretty and- level. Yeah, it's pretty level. And I think that, you know, just bringing in more guys like your Calvert-Lewins and getting rid of these guys with nearly 200 grand a week, like Lacazette. I know Parts is on a pretty high wage as well, but, I mean, he's, he's worth it, I think. Um, would just really help everything out. And I think – I love that term mm. you used about Giacca all those months ago, Alfie, natural parting of the ways. I think that's the same case for Lacazette this time round. Look, if he's willing to take a pay cut – and a one-year contract, he can stay. Otherwise, pack your bags. You're moving back to Leon. I just yeah. think we got to move I don't forward. Anyway, he takes a pay cut. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. I, 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 I very. Like, I would not complain at all if he's gone. In fact, I think it would be. I think it'd be a fine thing. Probably be good. I just. I if I could also see if we offered him a one-year contract extension and he somehow accepted it, I wouldn't. I don't think it would be. I wouldn't complain that much. No, it wouldn't be yeah, bad, shot, bad, a bad thing, particularly. Yeah. Can I ask you a question then, Mac? Uh, um, yeah, go sorry. for it. Flip it on me. Go on. Yeah, flip it on you. I thought this was twister pull or whatever the hell you called it. Bop it. Um, pull it. Bop it to start. Twist it. <laughs> does it. Does, does, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> does, uh, <laughs> does, does giving Laka Tug any it. sort of... Tug it and chug it, my dudes. That um, sounds like a drinking game. Jesus, we have to that sounds like then. a that sounds like a night at the club. Chug it and <laughs> chug it. Um, Mac, does giving Lacazette like a one year deal? That just sounds awfully David Luizy to me, though. If you know what I mean, you know, it's like just kind of like, hey, this guy's old, but he's good for the dressing room. He's decent on the pitch. I don't know. It just seems yeah, David Louise. David Louise, uh, one-year contract extension wasn't a bad thing for me. That's what, and that's actually what I'm getting at. I think that was a good oh, move. Okay. 
Yeah. So yeah. maybe, uh, I don't know, is there maybe a case? You know, I'm just trying to be a little, you know, like, because I know AFC Max 9 is definitely yeah. not listening to this. Um, but Lacazette <laughs> fans are listening to this and they're like, ah, come on, you know. So I'm trying to hear them out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, I do think that there is the potential for it being a good idea. And ah, the issue is, like, in my mind, the only way that it happens, right, like that we give Lacazette that type of deal is in the eventuality that Arteta knows going into the summer that he is only going to sign one striker. Like if, you know, the board is kind of outlaid like, hey, we need a striker and a winger and a central midfielder and a backup right back because we're finally getting rid of Cedric. Like that's your shopping list. You're not getting two strikers. Then yeah, give Lacazette a one year mm. deal and just let it ride. Have him as a backup, right? But I, I think, think you could, yeah. Sorry, to interject. I think you no, could deal on. with with a striker and a winger who can play sort of as a striker. I think you could deal with that without Lacazette if you yeah, get to so get too. both of them. I mean, I definitely agree, uh, especially because we've got a lot of very strong options out wide. Um, I just don't think there are many wingers that fit that profile. Um, and I mean fit that profile actively. Like, Well, I think Cody Gakpo, I'm, I'm, I think, think feel like you'll know more about him than me. Yeah, you know I, about I, in the world, I already have his stats sheet up, he, I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you not think he fit that sort, of, that sort of profile, someone who could play as a striker as well? I think Gakpo is really, really fucking talented. Um, I think he is... He is built a lot like a Memphis Depay, except significantly more direct, much harder to tackle, and like unlikely to flop. Um, sorry, mm. I actually do quite like Memphis Depay, but he is so eminently tackleable because he fools around too much. But um, I really like Cody Gakpo. Um, I think Jared Bowen would be really fucking good. Like. Jared, Ooh, yeah. he's he's played at the number nine for West Ham in about half of their games this season, and he's been really stellar up there. Uh, he's a great goal a, scorer. A player like him, yeah. I think there's problems with being able to get him uh, and the fee. No, I, I absolutely agree. Like that. Yeah, but no, that's, no chance. My point is that's the he's profile that we're, well. that we're looking for, right? And if we yeah, could sign 100%. someone like a... I mean, even Cody Gakpo is like... He's a risk for me because we already have two very high-profile left-wingers, right? Assuming that that mm -hmm. is where Smith-Rowe sees his full-time kind of home. Um, I don't think that's true. But, like, yeah, there, there's well, a lot of potential for overlap there. I don't know. It's But if you I, have yeah. if you have Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, Gakpo, and a striker... Yeah. There's And you've got Champions League football. I think that's like pretty good. Oh, depth. absolutely. Like, I'd, I'd, no question. And I know all three of those at the moment preferably play them out wide, but you can use them in different roles. You could potentially use all of them as sort of strikers or slash false nines. I mean, cover for the strike. I, I agree entirely. Um, I will reference the one match where Arteta decided to try to play Smith Rowe as a false nine and it went terribly. Yeah, but, I know, but yeah. there's been a lot no, of no, uh, like yeah. potentially since, and that was one game. Exactly. No, and and I'm mostly messing with you, but um, yeah. In in terms of, uh, you know, the pros cons list, I really would love Cody Gakpo. I mean, he's so fucking talented, and he's been playing for PSV's mm. first team since he was an 18 year old. He's 22 now, and he's just growing into a great player. Um, and 
I don't know. I think I know in our PPC bingo, uh, <laughs> we said we were going to go and discuss international performances, and I'm happy to. Um, do you guys want to have a transfer segment as well, or are we? Should we stick to schedule? So I've got a. Uh, we are about forty about minutes in. Being, but go on. Yeah, I've got an idea about that potentially being a a future podcast. Agreed. Um, in like, like yeah. one specific one, and I want I want you to to sort of uh, be the guy being questioned, because I think you, well, you, you know every player under the, under the sun. So I that's a good little feature. Yet, Maybe yeah. you and Rob could do it in an ACP. Yeah, sure. Uh, that one, because I've never even watched this Cody kid play, so I don't even know what <laughs> I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm useless in segments like these. So that, that's a Mac segment through and through for sure. But look look it forward is. to that, Pimps, because that'll be good. Mac, Mac is yeah. so weird. I don't, I can't believe how many players you know, man. It's crazy. I'm I'm an encyclopedia sometimes, but it's great because like there's so much room in my head that's taken up by similar to Alfie, the fact that you have like an encyclopedic knowledge of everything that's ever happened to Arsenal. I just yeah. like know shit about world football. And it takes up enough space in my head that there's not room for other things sometimes, but it's like it's a fantastic talent to have. Um good. that that being said though, on schedule, um let's pivot to to talk about actually a name we just brought up in the discussion of left wingers uh, to start this little international review. Uh, talk to me about Gabriel Martinelli. And I think Daniel, I'm going to start with you. He's been balling okay. for Brazil. Obviously they qualified for the world cup, but right. yeah, tell me, tell, tell me what you've seen from him. Tell me what you like. And I don't know how excited are <laughs> you to see him, you know, go to the world cup with the Brazil squad, hopefully. Oh, so flipping excited, man. And well-deserved, um, you know, Let's just we're gonna we're gonna knock on wood, touch wood, whatever you want to say, um, because I want him to be there. I want to be able to watch my Gunners at the World Cup. You know that'll be a that'll be a good feeling. And this Martinelli kid, man, I mean, it's just with Saka and Martinelli. I think it's a little different right now because I think Saka is like there. You know what I mean? I think yeah. Martinelli. We still don't really quite know what he's going to be and what he's going to do. There's been a lot of comparisons to like, uh, to Luis Suarez, you know, which makes me very excited. Um, and I just think the sky's the limit for this young guy. He's a real, and I mean this in the most endearing way possible. He's a bastard on the pitch, you know, and just the way that he harries and presses. And I just think the kid is built for that Brazilian national team. I mean, they are going to absolutely love having him. I saw Danny Alves posted um, something about uh, Martinelli, like, pressing him in training, and he was calling him, like, a crazy kid or something like that. Imagine being 30,000 years old, like, Danny Alves and getting pressed by the yeah, Energizer. Best Martinelli right back in, in the world ever, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree. Full, Wonderful. For sure. Um that's a that's a discussion for another day. I think he probably is, in my opinion. Um, yeah, the number one. Well, the fact but that um, he's he's having that praise for Martinelli. I mean, there, that yeah. tells you tells you everything you need to know. And I think, so cool. yeah, I think, I think, really, right now for Martinelli, there is a spot because if you just look at that front line, I mean, obviously they're going to want to freaking keep you know Neymar in there and everything. But I think it's just. I think he could get in there. I think he could get in there with sheer determination, will, 
and something that Neymar doesn't have a lot of, by the way, discipline. I think that is what this Brazilian team could use. And I'm just so excited to see him in the World Cup because he's already been doing bits for him and he's just just freaking got there. So, oh, man, I love Martinelli. Martinelli is probably one of, if not my favorite players at the moment because he's just so exciting to watch, you know? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, and I'll swing it right over to you. I'll talk to me a little bit more. I just, I fucking love Martinelli. I, th- I think everyone knows that by now. I love this kid. Um, I, I don't know what happened there. Technical difficulty. Um, oh, Max muted himself. Okay. You can hear, still hear me, Daniel. Oh, Max back. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so, sorry about that, listeners. Uh, yeah. I just, I fucking love him. Like, I've lost my train of thought now. Uh, Sorry, I had to blow my nose. Yeah, he's just, (laughs) oh, fair enough. Uh, Yeah, everyone knows knows that. Uh, I think he's got better since he Mm. returned from his, or this season, actually. I know uh, the output hasn't quite been as insane as it was in the first season although uh it sort of has been if you if you look at it and like most of those goals came in the Europa League he scored all five of his goals this season in the Premier League um and I just think I think he's on fire at the moment I think his form has been underrated and you can see with the confidence he's playing with uh when he's gone on 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 this uh got his call up to Brazil and the confidence he's played with uh, in this little international break, I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, the little the little Maradona turn that he did. Uh, and oh, he kicked it just wide. Oh it my goodness! Beautiful. The confidence Ridiculous. this guy has got. Um, you think of the Liverpool game that run he did where he nutmegged Trent and he got away from a few players. I think that's an element of his game. He's improved massively. That taking on his fullback. I think he's been a little bit reticent to do that. Uh, up until this point, and he struggled a bit. I think he's really improved and going on the outside instead of coming on the inside. Uh, I think I think back to a game early in the season. I think it was Wimbledon um, in the League Cup, a game I went to. It might have been Leeds, actually, in the League Cup, uh, where it was sort of when he was... It wasn't quite in the, fir- the, the first team for, like playing regularly in the league. I think he was, he was behind Pepe, even. Um... And he played in that game, and he, there was a bit of stagnance about his play. He was constantly coming inside; he was a bit predictable. And I think Arteta was waiting for him to make these amendments and improvements to his game, and he did. And then he got back into the team, and he was electric. Uh, and he has been electric since then. I just love him, and I think he's probably another. We spoke about Saka's contracts, obviously in depth ages ago. I think he's another player who, at some point, I'm not sure, he also signed a contract in the similar period as uh, Saka, so it'll be two years in this summer. I'm not sure how long he's got left, but there will be need uh, another conversation needed about uh, Martinelli at some point soon, I'd imagine, um, and his contract. And I, again, I see him signing because I think he's really enjoying being part of this crop of players. You've seen everything he's said in the media, and I know some of that can just be a bit of talk, you know, how he wants to stay for the rest of his career at Arsenal. But I do think he's enjoying it here, and I think he is part of that crop uh, who is gonna who can take us to the next level. And I said it, I, I think I wrote it in a piece uh, not too long ago. I said, out of the three 
uh, of uh, you know young players, Saka, Smith or Martinelli. I just, I maintain that he has the highest ceiling. I think he could be absolutely I outrageous. Think so. The 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 problem is he probably has the lowest floor. Like there is there's the the variation in the outcome of him as a player is bigger than Smith and Saka. I think Saka will be exceptional. I think Smith Rowe will be at least very good. Um, and I think he he there's potential for maybe injuries to derail him or him just not quite hitting his peaks. Where but he could have he could be insane as I said. So. Yeah, I just love yeah. him, man. I mean, I, I want to put add this in there, too. I mean, I, just so I can use this word that I never get to use. I think with Martinelli, there's an element that you hope isn't the reason that he does look so good. And it's just that, here it is, baby, youthful exuberance. You know, <laughs> he just... He's just, you know, he's got so much heart and desire and passion and speed and all that other shit that English pundits use endlessly. Um, but it's just, you, you know, you could totally see um, that's that's been the case with a lot of players where it's just they look like they're going to be crazy because of all that, you know, heart and athleticism they have or whatever. And then they just end up, you know, smacking against that high up floor that they had, but let's, like I said, with soccer, let's, you know, I'll round it back. Um, let's enjoy them while we have them because Alfie, um, like soccer, his contracts till 2024, according to transfer market, by the way. So that oh. time to extend is either now or very, very soon. Do it in the summer with soccer. Do it. And Absolutely. I don't think, I, I don't think you have to give him a wage as high as soccer's by the way. No way. I think probably not. Probably take, probably he, take about 70. Yeah. yeah. What's he on? Probably about. He's on seventy now. No, no, no. He's on like forty or something. That's I think. Let's see. I'm actually intrigued. Give him him seventy or eighty. I think that that reflects where he is. I mean, given that he is like currently a lock on for the starting spot at that left wing role, like he is, he's been such a stalwart this season. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's actually been really fun randomly to watch his connection with Ramsdale and how much Ramsdale just loves those kind of like bi- those big like flat kicks just over everyone to yeah, try and catch him yeah. on the break. It really is. And they work a lot of the time. It's just a wonderful kind of progression of play. And I mean, I agree with everything you guys have said. He's he's an amazing player, but, you know, uh, he has he had a piece, I think, last week or a couple of weeks ago for The Athletic. Um, that was kind of all about his journey and his rise to the top. Um, yes, and yes. you know the fact that he grew up in the Brazilian fourth tier, but even before that was playing futsal, and that was his kind mm, of yeah. start. Because you know, he playing, was in yeah, um, he was in like inner Sao Paulo, then he moved exactly. to like a principality on the edge, and that's yeah. where he really took off. Yeah, basically, yeah. like a team caught him playing futsal and offered, like, "Hey, we will move your family out so you can come play for our team." Crazy. And you know, a year later, he had all the scouting deals that we heard about when he first signed from like Manchester United and that, but they didn't want him, idiots. And <laughs> yeah, now now he's ours. But <sighs> what a shit yeah. club! What a shit club! I agree. Anyway, forty-one, by the way, forty-one thousand. Yeah, perfect. So it okay. is. We are fifty minutes in and change. Mm. Um, I think we had a brief bit to talk about 
Um, in terms of Odegaard, his performances have also been really good. Of course, uh, Norway will not be going to the World Cup, unfortunately. Um, Do you think, can I yeah. ask a question about that, Mac? Go on. Um, they were talking about boycotting Qatar. Do you think if they qualified, they would have gone through with that? No. You're you're, you're saying so you're either. saying Norway were talking about it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. I don't think there's any fucking way they would have gone through with that. By the way, that's why I asked. No, I I think boycotting. Yeah, I, was, I was actually talking yeah. to a Norwegian earlier because he's in my course and we were. Like, I was with him all, all all morning and he's not really a football guy, but he was. He was mentioning he's he's very like ethical. He's like the most ethical guy on our course, ethical journalism and stuff. And he was a, <laughs> a very ethical. I'm ethical as well, but you know what I mean. Uh, I'm so unethical. <laughs> the unethical can <laughs> Uh Yeah, he was he was he was he was talking about that actually and saying how the players were planning on potentially uh like boycotting and he was also he was also mentioning how he just sees Haaland at the top of every news story like all the time and I mean how how could you not like yeah uh who by the way looks like he might be going to Man City which is Ooh, something fuck. yeah well yeah he will yep um which is no, he's, he's coming super. to the Arsenal bring him to the carpet yeah, yeah, he's yeah. coming baby come nah, on. he's friends to, with Odegaard and he, Leeds, and he wants baby. a project in yeah. in yeah in inverted commas so so that could only mean one thing exactly get him get him to madrid so we can finally have benzema <laughs> <laughs> or no stick him stick him on watford he can go oh, hang out with josh king uh, ah, yeah i think we should yes. sell we should sell odegaard and parte and bring in Benzema this summer, and then we can get in Draxler and Jan and Villa, finally. <laughs> oh, and then once we're done with that, we can take Coutinho from Villa. Hopefully. It's, it's the and perfect God. deal. And wait. The final. And Alwa. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And Thomas Lamar. Yes. Thomas Lamar. That's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta take Thomas yeah. Lamar. God's sake. Can we get the six foot, six foot six, or whatever the hell it is, and Zanzi while we're at it? Oh, as my well, God. Please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Freaking running in concrete, Stephen Inzanzi. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So other international stuff. Granit Xhaka. Shout out to him. A hundred caps for Switzerland. Really, really cool. Um, I don't know. Are they? Did they qualify or are they still in the hunt? Or are they? Yeah, out? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They won their group. Yeah. God loves Switzerland. I actually really enjoy watching them play. So hopefully they they succeed. Yeah. I mean, they had that one amazing Euros run where they. You know, did not deserve to win a couple of games that they won, but it was very exciting. Um, yeah, yeah, big stuff. Sweet. Really, really cool. France game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and summer, my king. Um, I do have uh, a bone to pick, though. Yeah, go on. That's then. the phrase, isn't it? I feel like I do that every podcast. I'll just say a phrase and say, "Is it a phrase?" Uh, <laughs> bone to pick is a phrase. I like that phrase. Yeah, too. yeah. I was just checking. You know, don't get that wrong. It's crucial um <laughs> yeah he didn't injure harry kane uh in the friendly um and and you know take his friendly red card he should have just absolutely railed his his knee or something uh so for fuck's sake granite it was your one job the one time i really wanted you to do something extremely stupid and reckless you didn't do it could yeah. have got us top four guaranteed in that oh one, my baby. god yeah Think about the club, you freaking selfish, arrogant douche. I honestly, if I was on the pitch, I probably would have done it. I can't even lie. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> God, just completely blatantly. Like, I'll take the red card as long as it means Kane's out for the rest of the season. Welcome to the Arsenal Cannon. I hope other players on other teams get injured podcast. The most ethical audible expedition in the world. Yeah, I lied. I'm not ethical. I'm extremely unethical. I'm <laughs> totally unethical. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Mac. I feel like you're like uh I'm just <laughs> I feel like you're I feel like he's Jaka and we're like Gaduzi and Pepe on either <laughs> side of a fucking three-way midfield, bro. I'll be honest. <laughs> Half of, half of these sighs are because I can't breathe properly, so my ah. breath is just coming out and freaking um, hisses. But yeah, because we're taking your breath away. Exactly, you're you're so handsome, boys. Uh all right. On to on to Palace. You think, He's you're imagining yeah, yeah. our handsomeness because there's there's no visuals. I'm <laughs> just seeing the bar. It's not like, like visualizing us sat there with our mics in front of us. It's not like I don't <laughs> know what you look like, boys. Like, come on now. True. Uh, all right. Um, I'm not sure how much we need to discuss in terms of Palace. Um, they, they've they had a reputation yeah. for being hell to play against if you're a big team this season, mm-hmm. as just just ask Manchester City. But, yeah. Elise and Zaha out, potentially, apparently. Yeah, so I heard. That's big. Yeah. Um, is, and, yeah, that's great uh, news. We're yeah, going to play a schlop. Yeah. Fear Tyreek Mitchell, baby. He actually is a really good player. He he is someone who I would enjoy yeah, signing. He's yeah, he's fun. But no, yeah, I but think we got Tavares and Tierney. Exactly. Um, but I'm not sure though. I mean, are there any? Are we expecting any real lineup tweaks? Like, I'm pretty sure it'll just be the same, right? I think so. I don't think there's going to be any changes. Yeah, fair I mean... enough. Barring injury, or will Saka be back from COVID at that point? We were discussing this in the last show. I think he will be. Yeah, so, hopefully. Um, the only maybe, maybe possibly a shout for uh, for Martinelli to to come back in, but I don't know. Yeah, it's that's true. Actually, clearly. to be fair, didn't um, there's something up with Smith Rowe? Sorry, my thing just cut out. I'm back. Yeah, you're good, mate. Don't worry about it. I don't know what's up uh, with Smith Rowe. I just know he missed that chance for England or whatever. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about injuries and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Like Palace. Uh, Saka will be back. I don't know if you said that. That's what we were debating. Yeah. Um, I think he will because he. he How's Ramsdale? He posted that he tested positive on Wednesday, so he sh- technically he should be out of quarantine today. Yeah. True enough. Is Ramsdale alright? Ramsdale. He... I don't know. I think I don't know. No idea. Hmm. There's been think, there's, uh, we're, we're deliberately getting no updates nowadays because Arteta yeah, doesn't want to reveal stuff, even though we put the same lineup out every week. So like, it's not really going to change the team's plans. But no, but hopefully opponents' plans. Hopefully not Leno. I mean, nothing wrong with Baird Leno, but just I, I love Aaron Ramsdale, man, and I, I want. It's that Ramsdale's better. Yeah, Ramsdale's just better. He's player, simply a better so keeper, and he works better with yeah. the team, and he can kick the ball. Yeah. About Tommy. I don't think he's back uh, yet. Probably. And I don't no. think so either. No, I, th- I think yeah. we're going to have to rely on the 30-year-old loser in... Yeah, Seddy, yeah. My brother. Who, always backed him. To be fair, hasn't been awful. Um, Portuguese Trent. Oh, my God. 
Did you see that video of Ronaldo making fun of his? Yes. Yes, it was amazing. (laughs) I felt like that was real Alfie energy. (laughs) Yeah, there's. We always said, like, he's the sort of guy that's so gassed to say he knows Ronaldo. (laughs) He really is. (laughs) Guarantee. So, Alf, have you have you seen the video? No, they're just like jumping for headers in training. And Cedric goes up and like kicks it, kicks a heel behind him or something like that. And ho- is holding his arms weird. You know how he jumps. It's awkward. Uh, and yeah. Ronaldo starts cracking up and like imitates his <laughs> jump. Like does what I would almost literally call like a fairy jump. Like he kicks both heels up behind him <laughs> and like flaps his hands like they're little wings. And it was honestly a little silly. But you guarantee that Cedric has sent it to every one of his best mates being like, oh, look what Ronaldo's done. Ha, such a dickhead. Like, no. Yeah, um, me, me and him yeah. have got bants. Yeah, exactly. Me and CR. <laughs> me and CR. Me and my mates. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. I haven't heard well, that before. That's shout actually good. Um, shout Cedric. Uh, sh- no, shout um, Missing 11, which is kind of like Wordle, but you do Missing 11s every day. Uh, the other day it was Portugal. Um, Portugal's Euro 2016 lineup in the final. Oh, the that's cards. quite fun. Uh, and I was, I was just laughing when I knew it was Cedric at right back. I was like, it's mental. He played in a European <laughs> Championship final. That was like the biggest, one of the biggest upsets I think I've ever seen. That uh, that final yeah. man, that was that was crazy. I know it was that one striker that scored. What the hell was his name? Edda. He was Edda. terrible. He was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ed Air, oh, my king. Hilarious. That's why you can't. International football is nothing to go by. Just look at freaking James Rodriguez, man. I mean, signed and well, then just, just yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, he just scored a long shot once. Like he's not good, yeah. So anyway, uh, I think we're gonna win against tangent. I think we're gonna win against Palace one nil narrow victory. Um, yeah, we said that. I'll predict to Tron. Yep, on, I'm keeping it. Which, by the yeah, way, if you win. haven't listened to that, go and listen to me and Daniel say win, lose, draw for half an hour. Uh, it's episode 118, main show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alf, what was your prediction? Was it also 1-0? Uh, I just said we win. I didn't give a result. Fair enough. Give like a result. Sorry, scoreline. Give a result. Score line, say. Give a scoreline. Give a scoreline. Score no, no, I refuse. I refuse. Line. We're going to win. Uh, I said that. I Fair just think salary. without uh, Zaha and Elise, they're missing a lot of their firepower, their, their creativeness, and we're we're just we're just good. We're good at football, and we're good at these games now. We've won five away on the bounce. We're in great form. Yeah. Uh, and I think Palace. This this will be a very difficult game. I think they're. I mean, look how they got a point against City. I think they're in great form. They're a good team. Liverpool went there and struggled to just about get a victory. Chelsea the yeah. same. I think it's going to be a struggle, but I just back us to grind it, grind it out and get through it. Vieira has actually found a coaching job that he's good at, which is really amazing. Yeah. Um, shout out Paddy. But yeah, I think maybe he was better at Nice than than we thought, and we gave him credit for. No, that. no, he was terrible at Nice. No, no he, he was, was awful. Hey, he was good. Like he was, he yeah, was good the at results MLS. weren't great, but there was a sign of a process there. Yeah, I mean, and um, to be fair. Like the other thing with Nice was that they basically lost their main financial backers, and then, like oh. t- two years on, got they now have uh, the sponsorship in the stadium owned by like Ineos or whatever, who you know are an oil company and sponsor a bunch of shit. But um, I think they're oh. oil, maybe tech. I don't know, big company. Um, 
but the, that two year gap was when he coached them. So like their team was falling apart. They had no talent and, you know, like very little financial backing and they're, you know, they're like, um, their boardroom was awful, but like, yeah. So he, he didn't have much to work with, but he was also not good anyway. Digression about nice. yeah, Patrick Vieira. Uh, we're gonna win. I'm gonna say two 0 um, Well, we lost. Yeah, exactly. We already jinxed it, and <laughs> you did. You're the jinxer, not us. Don't put that on. Why? Me. Oh, fine. Just because you guys predicted it last week instead of now. For God's sake! Every time you say something, I, I remember this thing that there was this one. You were like, "There is no fees. There's no way. Well, yeah, no conceivable I say, way we're gonna lose." I say it about Burnley every time, and then we always lose to fucking Burnley. That's <laughs> Burnley are my Achilles heel. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, All right? Ugh. Ruptured Achilles, Kachelny. He's retired. <laughs> oh yeah, should do a little honor honor in his name. Uh, before we close out, yeah, we got Kashani. I don't, I don't give a fuck about. I was about to yeah, say, everyone take your a, shirt in off. In a strange way, yeah. <laughs> All right there. He left in a strange way, but I, I'm not that bothered about the the announcement video. It was strange, but I don't think he really understood. Uh, I think the, he's kind the, of a the, big the ramification. dumb defender. I think they were the. He didn't really understand that that he had no idea that fans would react in that way. Like it's just different culture, different yeah, mindset exactly. for the players. I think it's more the fact he refused to go on, on the preseason tour. But I don't care. He gave us 10, I think it was 10 great years, 350-odd games. Best defender we had in that period. Best defender we've had at the Emirates, I'd say. Uh, yeah, just fucking loved Koscielny. Big up Koscielny. Happy Big retirement. Big up Koscielny. Happy retirement. I don't have any grievances with him because that poor old man... Because that's what he was at the end of his time with Arsenal, was trying to get out and go to like a you know lower level. And since the club just lacked yeah, ambition, played into the ground after that yeah. injury. Then you know that he was like he had to be a bit of a bastard to get his move away. So I don't I don't have a problem with him either. Happy retirement. Yeah, shout out Laurent Koscielny, the the, Lolo. Man, the man with the sharpest jaw and hairline combination in world football. Mm. He looks very French. Yes. That's the thing with Koscielny. Super he's French. he's he undoubtedly French. Laurent Koscielny. <laughs> Lolo. Should have got low, 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 low. Oh my God. That should have been his. Uh, that's by Flo Rida. Yeah. Florida. That's got to be the song. I know you don't hey. do a song in the ECP. It's the easy no song in the ECP. We don't need a song. No, yeah, it's no just a song. little weird no like, business song. You can, can uh, do that on the next major. Yeah, make sure you, you add that weird sound, Mac. Oh, I don't have the weird Shout sound, Mac, that's the right. Editor. Just get it. You, you just search like weird outro sound on, on YouTube and choose something. <laughs> surprise us. Choose something random from there. Yeah. All right, I'll do a weird make outro sure sound. Weird. Okay. All right. Uh, they get like fart noises. Oh my God. Yeah. Quacks. Okay. Uh, the final. Yeah. Uh, it's tired. We're early. Um, <laughs> let's 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 shine some spotlights. Nice uh, yeah. Thanks, mate. Does anyone have a spotlight to shine, or should I start it off? Go I'll take that as I'll start it off. I feel like I feel like we've been dominating this episode, so I apologize. Well, I'm I'm the host. I'm supposed to ping pong. Oh, I don't to apologize. You, anyway. No, you you would. I don't uh, apologize. Yeah. I'm insufferable. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bumptious, bright, and unapologetic boy. So Sorry. you can talk now. Thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, 
All right, for my spotlight, plain and simple, uh, the fucking World Cup ball got released today. It is gorgeous. Mm. It's so good looking. Like, I Same. I don't know. The, the Russia one was a little weird. I didn't really like the black and white, like, weird play on Arctic Kemo with squares. Weird ball. Um, yeah, and I agree. It was like, kind of lame. Yeah. And, you know... The the Jabalani was like so freaking iconic, more just because mm. it caused people nightmares. Uh, and then the, bra- the yeah exactly. And then the Brazuka was one of the oh. most beautiful balls ever created. I love the but Brazuka. This this new one, which which is called and let's see if I can find it. I've actually forgotten the name s- of the Russian one. The, I haven't even seen it. Let me get the a new one, which is called the Al Rilla, Al Ooh. or All, I guess Rila R I H L A. It's pre- oh, that is nice. It's pretty gorgeous. Yeah. Mm, I like that. So I can't you- lie. I don't pay much attention to balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even mean that as a joke. I meant footballs. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Apart from the Jubilani, of course, was iconic. Uh, I remember Cancel and it was fucking horrific when you when you were in goal and the way it swerved. But other than that, I'm not going to lie. I don't pay enough attention to the, to yeah, the footballs. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll also say actually God, that... on, on the topic of balls, the new like no. Premier League, the new Premier League spring <laughs> one with like the orange or whatever. I also really like it. But what the hell were we doing with this year's like yellow weird cartoon one for the winter ball? I got that one. Shit, I got shit that. is hideous, bro. Shit is so ugly. Ooh, Sorry, this is terrible take. This is my personal take. I really don't like it. It's like it's literally a Superman comic of a ball. Like I would have loved that shit it. when I was six. It's great. Anyway. Um, Luckily, I'm mentally that age. True. All right, you two, uh, big talkers. Someone talk. Show me a spotlight. Um, I'll give it to oh. Daniel first. Fuck you, Alfie. All right. Uh, oh. First of all, spotlight that ball. Um, that's a great ball. The yellow cartoony one. I have it. Um, that's, I, I just, I actually like the design. Not even just the color, but like the because I have the Nike, that new white, black and white Nike one. That's like the same thing. It's yeah, got yeah. those weird like divots on it. It's a nice ball. Um, but anyway, Hemingway's, I'm going to, I'm saying that now. That's my thing. So if you ever hear anyone say Hemingway's instead of anyways, that's my thing. Um, and Hemingway's, I'm going to spotlight. The Finton's Frolic. Yes. Shout out the Finton's Frolic. Spotlight that. All right. I'm going to spotlight like 600 things. So be patient, Alfie. Um, check out my Finton's Frolic. I talked about that new crazy wacky flamboyant kit that came out for the for the women's team that's Allie McCartney whoever the hell that is um and I think it's pretty cool so and if you don't like it you're wrong because I'm always right isn't it Stella then, McCartney sorry just is it Stella yeah, Artois I thought it was uh whatever Stella Artois. Jesse McCartney yeah. Paul McCartney um yeah so that's a nice shirt that's a nice article give it a read it's good stuff um, and then finally, I'm going to also spotlight, sorry, Alfie, if you were planning on this, but then you're going to have to come up with one on the fly. Those three kits that just dropped today for Arsenal, the home and then the other ones. Um, well, the they black didn't one, drop. They were leaked. Sorry, they didn't drop. They were leaked. You're right. Um, I love they how that happens now. Leaks. I love how these fucking multi-billion dollar industries try to build up these crazy reveals with their multi-million dollar marketing departments where their people are paid these extortionate wages to 
know how to find the algorithms to release these shirts to excite the public and then some Joe Schmo in Vancouver, Canada, or wherever the hell it is, just finds them and leaks all of them to everyone. And then it derails everything that company worked so hard for. LOL, got them. Um, but yeah, they're all beautiful <laughs> kits, man. Uh, the the home one, I like a lot, man. It's very like retro. I'm not probably not going to buy it because the collar thing's a little weird to me, but it looks cool. Um, the pink one's really nice, but that black and gold one, man, woo, doggy, that thing is gorgeous. So spotlight that, even though it doesn't need a spotlight because it's bright enough to catch your attention. Beautiful shirts. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I've only seen the home one, which I don't like because I don't like collars on kits personally. It's a personal thing. Uh, don't get mad. It's personal. It's personal. Uh, I was, I was actually beat up by a collar when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, the, the, the gold one is beautiful. I've seen that. I haven't mm-hmm. seen the other one. Um, you won't like it. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your word for that. Uh, I will be getting that gold one when it comes out. I probably won't Same. get the home kit cause yeah. Fuck colors. Uh, fuck. yeah. I was going to spot life. Oh, I hate colors. <laughs> I hate colors so much. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like them on football kit. I'm not. It, it, it feels like it's like a primary school like. Top. <laughs> I see what you mean. Like it, it's not. It, the, the, the collars do not belong on football kits, in my opinion. That's, I agree. Yeah, we had a agree. terrible season, 2017-18, when we had a collar. <laughs> um, yeah, no fucking. Uh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> nah, I I do agree. Um, I think colors can be classy. I don't like what teams are doing now with the weird like diagonal stitch in the back, though. Like Liverpool yeah, had it two yeah. seasons ago. Spurs have it this season with like the weird. Oh like, yeah, so weird. Um, hope we don't do that. But yeah, I do think the black and gold one's going to be unbelievably popular. And I love that we're now putting now putting just the cannon on instead of oh. like the full logo. It's just clean, man. It looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You've got that on the away kit this season, uh, which we've worn about three times. Um, <laughs> yeah, collars. I've just never been a collar guy. Like, I, I don't like looking at them. I don't like wearing them. You know, I've never been a polo shirt kind of guy. Uh, if we release merch, we need to get Alfie a shirt that says, <laughs> Fuck Cedric, Shakespeare, and collars. <laughs> That would be incredible. Also, we saying, lads, I'm decent, I'm decent. Yes, uh, that's true. That could be on the back. Bumptious Brighton boy, lovely London local lad. I'm Dude, we need that. merch. I don't even know. We need merch. No. We, we do. Buy it. I mean, who is buying no a buy that. That, says, that says Bumptious Brighton boy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> apart from me, because that is my name. That's my, yeah. Anyway, let me do my fucking Sorry. spotlights. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just having fun, man. I can't help it. Uh, Saka. Saka piece, that's what I was going to say. From last week, read that. Uh, is Bakara Saka making the leap on the, We Love You Arsenal. UK. Also, uh, my piece tomorrow that will come out uh, at some point uh, this evening, hopefully, if I get time, which I probably should. Um, I'm, I'm not going to reveal what that's on. Yeah, but watch out for it. And also, I'm, I'm trying to do a YouTube video for We Love You Arsenal YouTube channel. Woo-hoo! I'm trying to interview a Portuguese football expert, if I can get that, um, hopefully, uh, if I can find one. Um, but also, yeah, hopefully that should be the start of a 
of a series on that channel, which I'm hoping to do. I'll probably get Mac on at some point for it, uh, for some expert insight into a player, hopefully, if you're around Mac at some point. I don't know yeah. which episode that will be. Um, and hopefully, maybe even Danny, who knows. Um, but yeah, one last thing I did want to ask you guys. We have to we have to mention it. Um, who was in the wrong? Was it, was it Chris Rock? <laughs> or was it Will Smith? Or was it neither of them? Or was it both? I feel all right. Let me let me chime first because I am the comedy expert. Um, now I will always, always, always defend the comedian. Always because Sorry. I think in this dark age we need comedy, and Chris Rock is one of the best comedians to ever live. That said, dot dot dot. It was all a fucking PR stunt, and it was the only thing that got anyone to notice the Oscars. It was all bullshit. It was all fake. Really? I wouldn't surprise me. Nobody cares about the Oscars. And now that Chris Rock slapped Will Smith, A-list celebrity, ah, A-list celebrity, now everyone's losing their jizz. Everybody's going crazy. And, yeah, they finally got the attention that they're so hungry for because they're celebrities, and that's all they ever want in life. So there you go. Well, you got maybe. To, that's, that's what you got to do. Bing I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if it was. It didn't Man, seem like it anyway. It seems so mental. I know. I guess they're actors. They're aren't class they? actors. Well, at least Will Smith yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Especially maybe, Will, maybe Will Smith. Right. Is, maybe, but it is Will a bit Smith. of a mental thing to do. Like Will Smith is one of the best actors in the world. And yeah. of course he could deliver something like that and it'd be disingenuous. So I really think it was fake because we in America, we like to start a uh, like a dialogue about a controversy. And what better way yeah. to do it than having an A-list celebrity slap another one? So, yeah, that's well, my if it take. Wasn't an act- if it wasn't an actor, then I'd be like, there's absolutely no fucking way. But that, yeah, maybe it's a good point. Maybe that's it, like an extreme conspiracy theory. I don't know enough about the situation, but if it was real though, Chris Rock is telling a joke on stage. It's his job. Okay. And the joke wasn't even that bad. It It was, it it was about, it was about her being bald or something. It's like, join the club motherfucker. You know, like state Ricky Gervais would be in if, if he got reactions like that. uh, He'd be dead. uh, He'd be dead. Yeah. His speech at whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, the quite Golden funny. Globes. The Golden, Golden Globes. Globes. That was it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Loved your honestly, I, not to say they're both in the wrong, but like, was the joke slightly too far because his wife is like very ill and that's why her hair is falling out? Yes. Like, was his reaction absolutely over the top? Yes. You know, and he has since apologized for yeah, it, of but, course. But she is, but also, she's like, got the condition, but she's not actually really, okay, this is coming from a. I know nothing about this condition, Fair but enough. as far as I've been made aware, the condition is like, yeah, it's it's pretty shit for yeah. you. You don't want to lose your hair, but she's not actually. It's it's not like she's uh, gone through chemotherapy chemotherapy or something for cancer. Like no, this. yeah, here I gave it a goog so we don't sound like idiots. It's called. Yeah, it's probably a good al- idea. Al- alopecia arteta. No, ara arada or something. Um, I'll yeah. read it out real quick. Sudden hair loss that starts with one or more circular. Is alopecia. That's it. Alopecia. One or more circular bald patches that may overlap 
Alopecia occurs when the immune system attacks hair follicles and may be brought on by severe stress. The main symptom is hair loss. Treatment may address. It's literally just going bald because yeah. you're like a little bit ill. I'm sorry. It's or really because, not that serious. basically because your immune system it's hates not, itself. Yeah. yeah. It's not a big deal. I think Will Smith overreacted for one. But also like the way that my big issue with it was like the way that the entirety of like the ceremony and everyone like not to say overreacted, right? But like <laughs> no, exactly. But it's not just like the big freak out. Like to an extent, I think the like the the organization itself did an interesting job of like glorifying the whole thing. Um hundred percent. And Jim Jim Carrey, I think, has the best take on it. If you go and look at I'm not sure if it's his Instagram or his Twitter or whatever it is. But Love Jim Carrey. Yeah. He basically was like, listen. The entire thing is stupid. Like it's a, it's a bit of a publicity stunt, but also like it doesn't matter enough for it to kind of consume the entire globe. And like the Oscars effectively are not doing enough to shut it down and just be like, listen, piss off, right? Like it's not. Yeah, yeah because they want the yeah. attention. Exactly. And like if you look at um, – did you see what Chris Rock's like publicity company tweeted? They sold more tickets for his like show or tour or whatever – in the in like the last 24 hours and this is yesterday but they're like yeah we've sold more tickets in the last 24 hours than we had in the entirety of the tour combined for like the last month it was just ridiculous there you go yeah it's all bullshit it's all crappy and i think we as a society have to stop giving these stupid insecure celebrities any kind of attention because it's what they thrive on, and if we stop giving it to them, they'll go away, and the world will be a better place. I hate celebrities. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good All stuff. Right. Good rap, boys. Bad boy to a close, Absolutely. as Daniel would say. Happy to, uh, happy to wrap it up. Wrap that rascal. Um, wrap that rascal. Sorry, Love that man. <laughs> For God's sake. Um, my dad will get that joke. Anyway. Um, I don't. No. Uh, it. Condoms, Daniel. Condoms. Uh, ah, but yeah. that was nice. Thank you. Uh, anyway. Um, I get it. <laughs> I don't get for it. For fuck's sake. Uh, use protection, <laughs> folks. It's been no. a pleasure to have you all listening to this 31st. Don't use protection. Don't use protection. Have kids and make your kids listen to the podcast. Yeah, fuck it. Or, <laughs> or don't. To relieve the stress your on your gyal. Uh, try the male contraception, the new one that's coming out. Or what the pi- the pill or the light switch? I think it's a light pill. switch. No, there was a the light switch. There was there was a thought that there you could get like an implant that could basically like infertilize your semen. Uh, that you <laughs> basically. Like, How are we ending on this? Well, listen, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's, it's, it's a bit. Downhill. It's a bit. I saw on TikTok. Uh, there's like a quote, and it's like, hey. Do you have a condom? No. Watch this. Hey Siri, turn my balls off. And it's really stupid. <laughs> but like, anyway, this is the most typical like last the, twenty minutes of the, the show most that we've ever had. Interlow nonsense podcast goes downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a freaking. Do you think? Oh my god. Do you god. think Jada Smith immune system did that with hair? <laughs> oh my god. I'm not going <laughs> to dignify that with an answer, Daniel. Oh. If Will All Smith right, anyway. was was in your room, you know it would be happening. You, yeah. <laughs> Get your wife's out. name out my your fucking mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> that was uh, Alvin, 
love you, buddy. I love that your, was the worst Will Smith impersonation. I love <laughs> love your American accent, Alf. It just it it never gets old. All right, to to hopefully well, wrap this your up. Ameri- your your British ones I... are terrible. So yeah, of course go they fuck are. Fuck yourselves. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right, get your ac- get my accent's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Uh, I said accent's name, but you get the gist of it. Yeah, yeah just end it. Oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. End it myself. Jada's immune system be like, get that fucking hair off Jada's scalp. <laughs> I actually, uh, how much of this can I keep in, boys? Uh, all right. Well, to actually end it off, it's been. But didn't she like cheat on him? A pleasure and a privilege. Yeah, exactly. And Fuck. Can that. we not? I don't care. I'm yeah. shut up. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. I'm ending Don't the podcast. For any reason ever. All right, it's been a pleasure, Alf. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Cheers. And, and any last things to say before I I hit stop recording and go blow my goddamn mind? Jada's a cheater. Jada's a cheater. She's bald. Right. Adios. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening.